Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Green Bean. How you doing there tonight, Green Bean? Um, yeah, look, man, I, I I'm really excited to get extra talking time with you tonight, Ryan. But I miss uh, I miss our buddy. He's not feeling well. I'm sad. Yeah, Matt. We're hoping you feel better. Matt's gonna be. Uh, little subbing out today. It's going to be the, the Green Bean and Ryan talking Jets panel tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're <laughs> looking forward to, uh, to hanging out with you, but hopefully Matt's feeling a little bit better. Uh, right. Maybe we'll see him in the comments or something. I bet he hops in the chat at some point. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you're on your way in, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. And then if you're watching this after the fact, all you have to do is leave a comment down below this video to get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. All right. With that out of the way, let's yeah. talk a little uh, little football here. The all Jets right. are now sitting, whoop, love how it says 7-5 at the bye. That's not right. Update oh, your wow, graphics, Ryan. Yep, yep, yep. All right, there we go. Jets 7-5. Bam. Didn't update all my graphics for the two-person panel. Sorry. <laughs> Green Bean, your thoughts on the loss to the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, all right. Let me do. Let me do my silver lining first. Okay. Silver lining is if we were going to lose any games out of the last six, this was the one to lose. And you can you can lump the Lions in there, right? Like this was the one. If you got to lose one. This was the one, all right? Uh, another silver lining is, hey, man, I feel really good about some of the facets of this team that we got a chance to look at the last couple of weeks. It's real hard to evaluate wide receivers uh, when your quarterback or whatever it is can't get them the ball. You know, whatever it is, I'm not throwing any stones, but we have not been able to see a lot the last two weeks going into um, you know, our recent games. So it's nice to be able to see that and how talented people really are. So I'm really excited about that, and I'm grateful. That said, I am devastated by how we lost this game. Now, Ryan, look, we've been hanging out a few years now. We said, me, you, O'Leary, most of these people in the chat, we agreed. All we want is a team that is competitive playing meaningful games in December, and when we lose, it's not embarrassing. We want to be in it, you know, at the end. We want to be, you know, respectable show. We just want a team that's competitive. We're here, and I'm fucking miserable, okay? So I don't know how. I don't know if I'm allowed to be happy. I don't know. Uh, I hated losing this game the way we lost it, Ryan. I loved so many pieces of it. You know, little things, little toe, one little pinky toe out of bounds. And we, if it's not there, we win. If uh, Berrios, who's Mr. Clutch, man, like, look, Berrios isn't the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He's not the most talented, but he's reliable. The ball was in his hands. He catches it, and he didn't. And then, you know, you got uh, Bam Knight one inch before the fucking goal. It's like all this stuff, and it's just, it's maddening especially when I had no less than a dozen Vikings fans within an hour of the loss on my videos. Skull, skull, skull. It's like, all right, you know what I mean? How can you be proud of that one, you bastards? But, uh, yeah, it's frustrating, Ryan. Now, look, I mean, all the things I said are very, very true. 
we're here. We're in December. We're we're in the mix. We have a good squad. We're young. We're talented. We're you know clawing our way through the game. We're we don't give up for a second. It's all great. But damn, we should have won that game, man. Dude, super frustrating. He touched on it because it's like it's not a game that I felt. You know, it wasn't do or die, but that was a game that you you felt like we could have won. You have so many trips into the red zone. You only come away with field goals. <sighs> Frustrating. I, I think I said it after my, my stream. I was like, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> it's just like, really? Like, it, it is the best game for us to lose because you're fighting till the very end with a, a top caliber team from the NFC. So it really is not going to factor in aside from the win-loss column, which is... Definitely scary. Like the Jets are just one game ahead of the Chargers and the the Patriots, and it's not uh, not giving me the warm and fuzzies losing this game. So now we got to go into Buffalo and win a game. But yeah, this game, you know, you mentioned it earlier with the uh, the receivers and the uh, being able to grade those receivers. While Garrett Wilson is having like phenomenal stats with anyone not named Zach Wilson, yeah. so week one. The first few weeks with Flacco, mm -hmm. uh, 52 yards, 102 yards, 60 yards, two touchdowns in that stretch. Zach comes back, 41. So these are all, every one of these games is less than, <laughs> than he had with Flacco. Uh, Steelers, 41 yards. Dolphins, 27 yards. Packers, 8 yards. Broncos, 24 yards. He did go off against the Patriots for 115 yards and against the yeah. Bills, he had 92. So they did get him involved in those two weeks. Um, and then he goes against the Patriots with Zach, his final game, 12 yards. And then immediately, as soon as Mike White steps in, granted, the defenses are a little bit easier. You're seeing 95 yards and 162 yards in back to back games with two touchdowns uh, total there. And it just feels like if Garrett Wilson doesn't have Zach Wilson as his quarterback for that stretch of time, he's probably yeah. talked about as rookie of the year. And I think at this point, if he goes on a run these last five games, he might be considered that anyway. Yeah. He'd have, uh, you know, 1700 yards or something. I mean, you know, it's funny. I saw a stat today, Ryan, uh, not that I remember this stuff, but I saw, you know, the, the, most uh, rookie jet receivers had is Keyshawn, right? Like 840 or something like that, 844, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I think it was like 848 or 884, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Some, right, something like that. Garrett Wilson is at, where is he right now? Seven, 798, I think. It was really? or 799. It's like right below 800. Yeah. If Zach doesn't come back, he's going to crush that. If he comes oh, back, yeah. get 20 yards a game, maybe he meets it. I don't know. But he, like we're uh, we're in that. You know, we're in that category. Like, we have to remember something. Like, here we are complaining. You know, like, Jets fans, we're split down the middle. Zach should be starting. He would have scored. Oh, Mike White's clearly better. You know, we, we got all these things going on. Oh, Mike LaFleur sucks. Oh, the defense, you know, we should have this. We couldn't get off the field in the first half. Whatever it is, that all may be true. But the thing to remember for us is that we never get players like this, okay? The last time we had a rookie re receiver that broke 800 yards, not 1,000, not 1,200, 800 yards was 1997. Before that, it was Wesley Walker, dude. Okay, that's when I was a child, all right? Wesley Walker was the wide receiver when I was, I was in elementary school, everybody, all right? So, like, that's how infrequent 
what Garrett Wilson is doing really is for us. The fact that we had Brees Hall, who would have won Rookie of the Year, uh, had he uh, you know started every game and the whole thing. In my opinion, he goes down, and we we have an undrafted free agent that, I mean, he's so good. I'm like nervous he's gonna get hurt. Like that's where, but it's like look at where this these things all look look at Quinn and Williams. The last time we had a guy like Quinn and Williams, Ryan. It was like maybe Chris Jenkins. I mean, and not even Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson. Whatever they did for the five minutes that they did it, they were not Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams is a stud. You know what I mean? And it's like all of these things that we have, we're still finding it very difficult to 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 focus on that and be psyched. We're only focused on the one negative thing, and it's uh, it's it's just I like as I as I look around at us, it's like wow, we really. We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to be. We happy. suck. <laughs> we are, we're we're thick, fan, dude. Fans are rough. We I mean, are it's, rough. It's, it's because we the expectations shifted, right? Like if you're telling us, you know, back by the draft, we're going to have arguably the best draft in our history, one of the best drafts that we've seen probably in NFL history, and we're going to be sitting at seven five at this point in the season, playing meaningful games in December. Sign me up, hundred percent. I don't care what the, what the record ends up right. as. I want that as my my reality. The Jets still have a realistic shot at the playoffs. And like you said, right. I mean, Garrett Wilson, he's probably going to get the receptions and he's probably going to get the the yardage uh, for rookie receivers. Like, he's going to blow it off the doors. I think Keyshawn did it in 14 games. Um, he must have missed some games in there with some injury or something like that. Uh, Garrett Wilson's at 12 games right now. Is that right? I think it's 12 games. I think that math works out. Um, so he's got two games to eclipse those in the same, like, threshold of time, but also has... Uh, so Keyshawn had eight touchdowns. I thought Garrett Wilson was going to get that one. I was like, oh, <laughs> if it wasn't for Zach, he would have had it. <laughs> He's got four He's in two mine. games. He's going to, it'd be cool if he got it. Like, even if it, you have to go through like the end of the year, like you could almost see like what Garrett Wilson is without, you know, our backup quarterback in for seven games. Yeah. <laughs> is that I a know, weird way? Like at what point does Zach Wilson become the backup quarterback? And what point yeah. was Mike White the backup? Like, was Mike White always the starter and just we had backup quarterbacks in the first yeah, bunch of games? Right. There's an argument to be made, right? Hey, man, we did this with our backup quarterbacks. <laughs> we were I five love, and two. Backup dude, and quarterback. The depth you were talking about. Bam yeah. Knight. I Bam Knight is the reason we're going to get uh, give up a sixth-round pick instead of a fifth-round pick for, for Robinson. This is... Pretty uh, pretty interesting to see because next year we're going to roll in. It's going to be Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Bam Knight, and this is going to be a lethal running back room with those three. Yeah. yeah, the weapons depth is is incredible. What Joe it Douglas really has is. done here. I got to say though, I'm really uh, I'd like to see Michael Carter get back sooner than later because I don't want to believe that he's a miss four or five games a year guy. Like that's because those yeah. are the guys that look you. With all due respect, like I've pro, I professed my love for Michael Carter on numerous occasions. I know I've mm -hmm. done it here, uh, but if he's a miss four or five games a year guy, those are the guys you let slide. You just okay, well, he, you know, availability, dude. That's what you need. As much as a guy is great, or he's your third string back, kind of a thing, and you and you, you know, you play him you know, uh, I don't know, uh, 150 carries a year kind of a thing. And that kind of sucks because I believe in Michael Carter. I love him to death, man. Uh, both his personality and his talent. I think he's legit. 
but like here we are again. You know, he's he's injured again. I mean, thankfully, I think you're looking at like he plays a position that I think is um, it's all right to miss a few games because you could plug someone else in and be, you know, get a, a, a portion of that back. Um, and while he is in, it's so impressive. I think that it, when it becomes interesting is, you know, in two years when we come to contract time, what is he looking to get? Um, you know, I think that's what the Jets sort of saw too. You bring in Brees Hall, even though Michael Carter looked legit last year, you still understand he shared carries in college. He's at yeah. his best when he's got fresh legs. And I think it's smart to do that because it extends the career of both, both backs. Yeah. Well, and I'm a fan of it. I like it. You know what I mean? I like it to a degree. I don't want to see guys like I really hate when LaFleur decides to abandon the run unless we're down by two or more scores. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like it. Like we're in a three point game and, and we've, we, you know, the, it's like, we've all but abandoned the game. I'm sorry, the run. And I don't like that. Like when you look at the, you know, the box score and you have three running backs with four carries each, like there's no way. Like none of them are going to succeed in that, in that respect. Like if you're going to do 15 on one and 15 on, you know, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. You got 30 rushing attempts and 15 is enough to give a running back that ability to get the scent of the game and kind of build up, um, you know, a little, you know, a feel like they need, they need to get in the groove, man. Running backs in particular. I mean, it, it works for all positions, quarterbacks, offensive linemen, but running back in particular, they have to read how is my offensive line handling their defensive line? Are they getting penetration? Are they, they, they need to feel that. And then later in the game, they can kind of take over and utilize that. Uh, and if we're running guys five times, it just doesn't give them the opportunity to do it. And, um, it's one of my bugaboos, but I'd like Michael Carter to be a part of that. And like you said, I think, uh, the committee, even if it's just two of them primarily, I think is going to elongate his career. But, uh, he was, I mean, it was kind of committee-esque, uh, when he got hurt sucks, but, um, I don't know, man, I just, I don't want to believe that Michael Carter is going to be out four games a year. I, I just don't want that. So I'm, I'm hoping that he comes back, even though I'm really happy that, we discovered this Bam Knight fella hanging out on our practice squad. I think if more more teams knew what he was going to do, he wouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. My brother was pounding down the door for Bam Knight like all offseason. <laughs> he was just like, this is the Great. guy. Look, you got to watch him. I was like, I'm watching him. I see him. He's good. I get it. We have Brees. We have Carter. Like, it's just a crowded room. Don't need him. <laughs> just not about. It's like, glad we held on to him. Really glad we held yeah. on to him. Yeah, James. You can't put him on the practice squad anymore, Ryan. Uh-uh. No, definitely that not. Shit's over. Get, that ship is he'll get snatched up. Yeah, uh, totally. James comes in, says, first time catching you guys live. Awesome. Thank you, James. Hey, James. Uh, do you think this week's game is a must win? I think we match up great against uh, the Bills. I think we won this game with 155 yards from our quarterback the first time. And I think if we get that same type of performance without them having Von Miller, I think we can get that type of of uh, victory again this time. Now I do think the, the ceiling's a lot higher. Um, I think they are getting some guys back on defense. I'm pretty sure they didn't have Tredavious White when we played last time. I don't know if he's playing right now, but I feel like that defense is probably in a better spot than it was the first yeah. time around. I, I do consider this one a must win. I think we had to win one of these two road games. That's why the Minnesota game really kind of is a kick in the balls because I wanted that little buffer space, but yep, this is totally. the important one if you can get it. 
I agree, dude. I feel the exact same way, and I'm glad you used the word buffer because I said it earlier today. I said, you know, not that it is, right? Like, it's NFC and the whole thing, and obviously head-to-head against a division rival is uh, going to have that level of importance no matter what. But if we lost against Buffalo, having that win against the Vikings, at least as far as the overall record is concerned, really helps, man. And it, it's just a shame because – realistically sweeping Buffalo this year. It's just the odds are stacked against us on numerous levels, man. Uh, and uh, again, you know, like uh, they're, they're the Super Bowl, Super Bowl favorites by most people, and they're still a good team. And one of the guys that they're getting back, and I think probably most important, is Matt Milano. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, we he, no, dude, they missed him. And he's all over the place. You know, he's, he, he's one of those guys. And I think um, you know beating Minnesota would have given us that 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 just that little bit of breathing room, like going in and actually going into their house now, with you know a bunch of different players. Like you know we have Mike White, not Zach Wilson. You know we it's like they're different offensive linemen. It's like there's just a lot going on now. Some of that might be an improvement. Maybe you know uh, I forget was it Max Mitchell? No, it was Aboye. Who played mm-hmm. tackle? So we know at least we have Fant coming in. I mean, he looked great. Uh, we got Corey Davis back. We've got Bam Knight instead We're of Robinson. Waiting. Like, they, like, and Robinson yeah. was coming off a short week, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, was or was the short week the Patriot game the week before? I don't remember. Yeah, well, he had no, no. Yeah, that was his second game as a Jet. Mm. Um, but I mean, but it, there, there, there's a lot of factors here. Uh, you know, least of which, you know, not least of which being it's in their house, and Buffalo fans are animals and. And, you know, they're eating raw meat and shit and breaking their faces <laughs> on glass, you know, whatever. Jumping through tables. Yeah, whatever they think fandom is, you know what I mean, up there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, I think it's going to be hard uh, no matter how you slice it. And beating Minnesota, and in my opinion, we did more than enough to do that. We just choked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what sucks. Uh, we just choked. And and But that's the thing. Ryan, one of the things that we talked about was – if you're going to lose games because you're a young team and you just can't figure out how to close it out, but you mm-hmm. clearly see the talent, we all would have signed up for that. Like, think about this. If they would have said, all right, listen, you're going to hold Justin Jefferson under 50 yards. You're going to hold uh, a cook to under hundred and you're going to hold cousins under 200. Would you buy into that? You'd be like, fuck yeah. That's a win. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings it, just played like a full team game across the board. They're like that bend but don't break defense was stout in the red zone. We had opportunities. You said it. We, it was a game of inches. Game of inches. The the little toe tap out of bounds by Garrett Wilson. The shoelace tackle of Corey Davis. The yeah. the just you know missed pass by Mike White to Garrett Wilson. The Barrios drop. Like it seriously a game of inches here. Uh, nose kills comes in says love the violence of our defense i bet jefferson dropping a ball or two and cousin sailing a few was due to the hits they took yeah 100 percent. jefferson you know we got the penalty on whitehead but i because of where that penalty occurred and he caught the ball anyway for a first down like half the distance to the goal like i'm actually okay with that type of penalty like hey i'm gonna lay the wood on you right now and it's not really gonna impact the the game plan that much because you're getting an additional like five yards instead of 15 yards and like getting put in the field goal range um and then the hit on cousins you saw him wince going off at halftime and 
I think that's why you didn't see him throw quite so much in the second half. I think they tried to run clock and try to get out of that game. The Jets were beating them up. If we had any offensive success in the first half, Jets win that game. Yep. Um, well, I mean, look, and even without that, though, Ryan, like, look, they had a 17-point second quarter. Other than that, they had three points and they had seven points on, on the bookends, right? We held them to seven points the second half. The off and we got in the red zone. It's like we got it within the five. Was it three mm-hmm. or at least twice? Uh, we had me, eight plays time. inside the 10 yard line oh. within like three minutes to end the game. It's funny, you know, like re- real quick, I reached out to uh, uh, to Connor Hughes and I, I just like threw my my idea about um, like, hey, this is, you know, what do you think about these last drives? And he gave me, he wrote down his, he's like, what I think they should have did this. And it was like, so in line with what we were saying and, you know, me and Jeremy, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you and all the fans, like, why didn't we try? We're on the one, we're on the one inch line. Why no bam, no sneak, no, you know, no naked bootleg with the tight end. Like why none of that stuff, like all Mm -hmm. these trickery bullshits, and it's just, it's just so funny, man. Like, I think 99% of people looking at that game had the pretty close to the exact same mindset. We're on the one-inch line. Pound it in their face. Mm-hmm. Get in that, to get the inch. And we, and it's just amazing that we didn't. Now, you can credit them, I guess. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they look, they held strong. I got to give them props. I, I think if the Jets, I felt like the Jets lost that game more than the Vikings won it. Um, and I don't want to take credit away from the Vikings, but I feel I like, know. you know, aside from like the long pass to Hawkinson that they missed, because he was just, that was just wide open, blown coverage by Reed. I mean, I felt like they were just a really efficient, overall good team, but the Jets could have been better if it were not for, like, all these little teeny tiny things that, like, young teams do or, you know, just weird stuff happens. It is what it is. We got a 60-yard field goal, though. That was cool. Wow, historic. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Kind of of gets lost in this whole thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, look, you know, People in the chat saying, you know, we got to win four or five games. It's like four or four out of the five. Like, do we really? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, look, I want to make the playoffs. I do. And especially the way that the season started. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm right with everybody. But it seems almost like we've turned this corner where if we're not an 11-win team, we're a failure now. And it's like, I don't, I do not agree. I don't feel that way. And it's like, um, like you said. I feel like like 10's the floor. Ten, like ten's what yeah. I want. I don't want yeah. less than ten. If we get nine no, wins, that feels like a like a disappointing season yeah. given the recalculation midway through. Yeah, no, and and I that's fair. I would still be not happy, but I I mean, look, nine wins to me is like you know I find it difficult to complain about that after the last twelve years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. I do, but it, it's like well, like like you look at Garrett Wilson. You look at you know, Brees Hall and then, uh, you know, um, um, uh, Bam, Bam Knight and, and, and just all the guys, you know, that, that, that we have, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's Quinnen, even Jermaine Johnson, I mean, you know, it's, and Sauce Gardner, how about, like, we have all these guys kind of coming into their own. And even on top of that, guys, one of the, one of the real places of weakness for us oh, since Jason Myers left has been kicker, you know, and I'm going to say this. I was all Pinheiro. You guys know. I was like, no, we should sign Pinheiro, man. We have a 
kick, I'm gonna knock on wood. I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm damaged. <laughs> shank, I'm shank, shank. I, I was, I, I, in, in my head, I'm like, you're gonna say it. You're not. Don't worry about it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I got to at least knock on wood, whatever that's worth. But dude, you know, Zerline, we just watched, you know, uh, the longest field goal in our history, man. Like, think about that. I've been watching the Jets for 40 years. I've never seen that. There are guys been watching 15, 60. We've never seen that. So there are all kinds of things happening right now that are exceedingly positive. And 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 I think, you know, meaningful games in December pieces is, is really important. Like we can't forget that. I understand, like you said, is a recalibration totally. The expectations did change. At the same time, we're if we come out of this with a winning record. And, you know, win, you know, miss or not the playoffs. I, I still think it's a success as disappointing as it would be. Sure. Um, you know, yeah. I think it's, I, it really bodes well for what we're doing here. You know, I think we are set up at this point, regardless of what happens the rest of the way out to be the most desirable destination for a quarterback. Should we so choose to try and acquire one? Um, I still want to still want to get those wins. What's interesting about the Zerline thing and the 60 yard field goal. I think it's his second most impressive kick in the last two weeks. I feel like the 57 yarder in the rain uh, that went like 15 yards above like the crossbar. That one I feel like was even more impressive than the the record setter. Um, but I yeah. digress. Uh, Raven yeah. comes in, says, I think it's important that Zach be elevated to quarterback two unless he's completely lost the locker room. If he's not preparing as quarterback two during the week, it's worrisome. No, I disagree. I think uh, until you're ready to pull Mike White as the starter, then Zach Wilson should be inactive and should be focusing on his mechanics and not on the game plan. Let Flacco be the backup. It kind of bodes well. The two of them are kind of like the similar quarterbacks in that respect get the ball out fast, more statuesque can glide around the pocket. They're not going to be super, super mobile. Um, I think you keep Zach inactive until you're bringing Zach fully on board as the starter. Your thoughts, green bean. I know. I agree. I think, um, if you have Zach active, like, look, I understand that whatever damaged, you know, childhoods, you guys that are still like Zach, what of this, Zach, what of that? Like whatever crazy fucking foundation you have for those ideas. I understand your love and your desire to see the young man succeed. I share the desire. But at this point, um, if you put the helmet on Zach and put him on the sideline, in the event Mike White does any, like in the first quarter, you know, there's a whole chorus of you know uh, Zach should be it's just and 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 that could even happen on the team I agree with the way you said it it's like if you're ready if you think Zach has had the moment you know the removal has done uh, you know a, a you know really good job for his psyche and the whole thing and you think he's ready then then okay but until then if if you're riding with Mike White and you know just ride with Mike White dude he's had he has two consecutive 300 yard games uh, you know, we can find excuses for that if you'd like. And that's including five drops in the Elijah Moore horse shit that he can't mm -hmm. get his feet in bounds. This guy wants to trade. Uh, that's a whole different thing. But, so do you uh, think that's including all that? And Zach has never mm -hmm. done that. Like, can we stop? You know what I mean? Right. I would, I would like to see ownership or, uh, not ownership. I would like to see Salah come out and say, Mike White is the quarterback for the rest of the season. And I think it's going to happen after the Buffalo game. If we 
play well in the Buffalo game, even if it's in a loss. If it's a win, I think it definitely gets said. But I think it'll be, hey, we want we're sticking with Mike White the rest of the year. Um, or do you think they try to like hide it? I feel like the the support in Mike White at this point in the season, or even if he says we're gonna play Mike White until we're mathematically eliminated, I think that's like I think he gives us the best chance Maybe. to win. But we want to develop Zach. Yeah, I look, and I look. Why wouldn't you want to develop Zach? I mean, number one, you're locked into him for a couple more years, or else you got to pay twenty million dollars to not even have a guy on your team or whatever. Um, like you have a kid, you use a number two pick on him. He's clearly talented. You know what I mean? He's got traits that not everybody possesses. But uh, you know, he, dude, he's he. I, in my opinion, I think he lost large factions of the team this year, and I think mm. that was at least partial. You know, partially behind the motivation to to make the switch. So I'm with you, man. It's like if there's anything on the line at this point, it's got to be Mike White, unless he completely self destructs in Buffalo, mm. like goes back to the five interception thing and and whatever. Then may, then you have a conversation. Until that happens, man, dude, Mike White, he dude, he's 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 laying the ball in there in in like it's it the touch on so many of his passes is impressive like can we just as jets fans just take a second and look at that like is he perfect no am i ready to, to anoint him the long-term uh safe no i'm not but for right now hell yeah the team's playing for him uh there there's so much going on around him and he has shown he can have a dip now in the first quarter like it looked really bad it just it looked they were off and they came back and they had a fantastic second half outside of, you know, not getting in the end zone. But I think, uh, you know, I think the idea of, of bringing, I forget the whole, uh, the initial question, but um, you know, it, if it's like putting Zach up there right now, I, and, and, and causing any issue outside of Mike White self-destructing, I think would be a mistake. Nose kills comes in, says with Zach as quarterback, I'm wishing for trick plays with Mike White as quarterback. Trick plays frustrate me. Tells me uh, much better. Mike tells me how much better Mike White has been executing the base offense. Yeah, I completely agree. I get frustrated when I see some of these end around plays. I feel like we do a little bit too much behind the line of scrimmage because I feel like with the run plays and with the pass plays, we're we're constantly moving forward, even if it's two or three yards at a clip. So to have a play start in the backfield. Um, or going like sideline to sideline is a little bit frustrating to see. I don't feel like we need to have that quite so much, although that's where you get like the 10 yard, you know, nice runs up the the sideline and everything. So I don't know. Are, do you feel sort of similar to, to nose kills here? Green bean, the trick plays with Zach didn't feel um, felt almost necessary where Mike white, you kind of just want to see him operate the offense. Yeah. You know, I like how no skills put it too. It's like, you know, I, I think that's very apropos. Now, now I don't know if I'm all the way there, but yeah, man, it's like with the, you know, the trick plays, like I think Mike White is running the offense in a way while imperfect. It seems like the trick plays are, are causing a, uh, a, a, a change in momentum where with Zach, it almost seemed like we needed some of that stuff to kind of spark it because just normal plays he just wasn't able to do it, you know, and, and look, man, like, again, like this isn't me. And I, I, I need to say, it's crazy that I need to say this so much, but 
I am not anti-Zach. I, I wanted nothing more than this kid to be the guy. I wanted to be the best quarterback in the world. I want to justify the pick and the whole thing. But if we're just looking with our eyes and we leave our emotions in a box in the car, you can clearly see that there's a difference. You know what I mean? Like in how everything is going. And like, you know, somebody said, like, I think Jets Forever is saying, well, you give Zach 60 passes and we'll see. Well, we would, but he can't get a first down, dude. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, we don't get 60 passes. Yeah, we don't get 60 60 plays. Right. So, and that's not to say every game. You know, the, the sad part about it is, few weeks ago, Zach had a 300-yard game. He had his first 300-yard game, 355, I think it was. But what came, what came with that? Three picks. You know what I mean? That's the difference, man. The only pick that we had, I mean, outside of the last play of the game, the desperation mm-hmm. kind of thing, the only pick was off Corey Davis's chest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so while it was, I, I said it a million times, you know, it wasn't, the, wasn't a great pass. It was a bad pass. It's kind of that luck, you know, boing, and it shoots up into the air and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, Mike White has been safe with the ball, where Zach, you know, I sometimes I question it. So, yeah, like, the trick play thing, sometimes, sad to say, almost seems like it's needed to provide that spark, like, shake it up and, you know, where Mike White, no, just run the offense. Just run the – I was – aggravated by the trick plays. So I think overall, I uh, I might agree with no skills. Sky C, I'm going to jump you to the front of the line. Thank you so much for the $20 Super Chat. Uh, he says, hi, Ryan and Greenbean. It seems the playbook is more open for Mike White. Was LaFleur holding back with Zach Wilson? I literally feel comfortable watching Mike White play where I felt nervous watching Zach Wilson play. Imagine Mike White with AVT and Brees. I mm. think my opinion on how we handle the 2023 quarterback uh situation is going to hinge on these next few games because as it sits right now because of these last two with mike white i would prefer to roll into the season with mike white as our baseline jimmy g kind of level guy that knows the offense the team's clicking with him you have your your zach wilson sitting behind him he's got to try and overtake him and then you add you know, a guy in the third or fourth round, someone that's got some upside, but isn't really threatening because he's a mid round pick. And you got to say, Hey, we need a backup anyway. You know, in the event that uh, maybe Mike White only signs a one year deal or something like a prove it deal. I think there's ways you could spin it. I just, um, it's fascinating to watch. I, I, I really do feel comfortable. I sort of went in a roundabout <laughs> fashion here, but I really like, <laughs> I really, really like Mike White. Like it's, it, it feels comfortable. I don't, get the anxiety that I get with Zach. Do you feel that? I do. I do. I wish I didn't, but I do. And I think the way that Sky C said it, you know, it's like we're hearing that. I I, I was asked that exact question uh, no less than 10 times uh, during the game. You know, we do the live streams, as you know, and I was asked that question at least 10 times, uh, you know, from the game stream to now. Uh, probably more. Like, you know, it looks like the the playbook is open, like it's a different offense. Like, do you, I mean, let's be real here. Do we honestly believe that LaFleur is designing the plays so Zach fails? Like, is, is that what we're insinuating? That, that you know, that he wants Mike White to be successful where he doesn't? I, I just, I find that very difficult to believe. And imagine if Joe Douglas caught wind of that, he'd 
fucking punch him right in the face. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I used a number two pick on this kid. You you make him, you make it work, man. So I just like that's the thing. Like, look, we can talk conspiracy, you know, conspiratorial all day. You know, I can I can chop it up with the best of you on that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the way I look at these things is okay. So what are we saying with the comment like that? And mm. it's like, is Mike Lafleur is he hamstringing Zach? I don't think so. And TJ Decker said it mm-hmm. in here, uh, like a uh, you know a comment that kind of ties in with this. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably more to do with Mike White executing the plays that are in there, Agreed. rather than Lafleur holding Zach back in some way. Completely, completely agree there. Um, Ablab brother, jumping hey. you up front too. Thank you so much for uh, for that. He goes, hey fellas, Joe Douglas won't ever waste an asset. No need to worry. He will play for us again as far as this year. Only if Mike White gets injured, rooting for him to turn it around. Love you guys. Thanks, Ablab. All right. So what he's saying is, Joe Douglas isn't going to waste an asset. I completely agree. I, uh, I completely agree. He's the number two overall pick. He's not just going to let that completely fizzle out. And I think if you have Mike White and Zach compete next year, you still open the door to that number two overall pick still being the guy at some point. I don't think Mike White on a prove-it deal next year um, necessarily impedes that. And then I would also say you give an opportunity for Zach to rebound and then maybe you trade Zach. Maybe Zach becomes a tradable commodity if Mike White is the guy. And then, you know, if not, then maybe you you had drafted a, a mid-round quarterback as well. But I, I do think this isn't the end for Zach Wilson. I think he's squarely in the conversation, but I just don't think they're going to rely on him to start next year. And I think they might be interested in having Mike White be their, you know, starter for next year. What do you think? Well, number one, I agree. I don't think Joe Douglas is going to waste an asset, period. You know, But when we're talking about Zach Wilson in particular, like this was, and I've said this, I, I, only, I need to make sure that we understand the magnitude of that asset. We have not had an asset, as bad as the Jets have been, Ryan. All right, you know, it seems like we've been the worst team in the league for fucking 30 years. That's not the case. We have not had a pick that has been as high or higher as the second overall pick since 1997. Um, or, ni- yeah, 97 when uh, Bill Parcells had it. We picked uh, uh, Keyshawn with the number one overall pick the year before. So we had two years with the number one overall pick. Since then, we have never been that high in the draft. So we've only been as high as third worst team in the league. So the fact that this asset was used on Zach, um, you know, yeah, dude. And they have him for two more years at, at minimum. Right. They have him. I believe that no matter what happens this year, they're going to do everything they can to to try to see him turn it around and and succeed. The scary part for me, and this will take some onus off of Zach. I'm not the most confident in Rob Calabrese and Matt. uh, I'm sorry, Mike LaFleur to develop him. I mean, what have they done? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As far as I think Mike LaFleur has shown he's got an offensive mind that's that's pretty good. Right, he's got a pretty good offensive mind. Some of his choices are confusing the shit out of me. I don't like empty backfields on third so consistently. I all those kind of trick plays in the red zone. I don't like a lot of that choice. But he's clearly a talented offensive mind, right? But as far as him developing a quarterback, I mean, I I don't see it. You know what I mean? You could say maybe Mike White. You know, so there's that. But he also had three years in the NFL without Lafleur. So. 
I don't know, man. Uh, I think that no matter what, they're going to try real hard uh, to to get the Zach pick to be a good pick, in my opinion. And I love you too, AbLab. <laughs> <laughs> that reptile guy says, uh, with week 18 versus Miami to be determined, do you think that will be flexed so we finally get a Monday night football game? I don't think they do Monday night football the last week of the season. I think it all ends on Sunday. Is that right, Green Bean, or do they do Monday night? I know Thursday night stops before then. I'll be flexed. Um, I don't know. It I could be flexed to hate... Sunday night football. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, uh, Reptile Guy, I'm not sure. I'm one, admittedly, I don't even look into that stuff because I hate it. Like, I love 1 o'clock football on Sunday. <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, maybe I'm resisting because I don't want it. I don't know. But I just, I my focus isn't there. I just kind of listen to what I need. Everybody goes, oh, we're flexed. Okay, we're flexed. Um, so I'm not really sure. I'm the ba- I'm the wrong person to ask. The uh, the pessimist in me is saying that game is going to come down to a win and get in, and the Jets are going to lose it in the final no. week of the season. And I'm just going to cry, and that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be pessimistic, no. and I don't want that to happen. That's why the Minnesota game was so important because I don't want to no. have to rely on that last we're, game of the season. We're, right? Were the Pats games the fact that they swept <sighs> us, man? Yeah, two yards. Dude. Three points, 77 yep. yards in the air. Like, come on, dude. Why isn't everybody pissed about that? Come on. You know? <sighs> I hate it. Dude, it's frustrating. Oh, it's frustrating. What it is. Yeah. Um, Hennessy comes in, says, Mike White might have turned into Willie Beeman and changed the play calls in the huddle any given Sunday. Um I would love Mike White to kind of be the guy that just knows the offense. Like, how much uh, credit should we give LaFleur for possibly developing Mike White if Mike White winds up being the guy? Like, like are we damning Zach more than we're damning uh, LaFleur at that point? Um, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I was dealing I'm with... I'm just saying, like, we were saying how, like, there's some concern over how LaFleur might be grooming uh the quarterback Zach Wilson yeah if he grew like would do we give him credit for Mike White well that that's kind of what I was saying before like I think the thing is is that number one Mike White has been in the league for a little while right he come he was drafted by Dallas and say what you want about Jerry Jones or Dallas or whatever they've done a pretty good job with quarterbacks you know what I mean guys that come off the bench for them seem to be good I mean, it's like, I don't know why or if they're just stepping in shit. I don't know what it is. But the fact that Mike White was down there for a little bit, that could have helped too. And I think just being a vet, you know, uh, you know, being a fifth-year vet in the NFL probably helps as well. Um, but he's been here for three years. So, you know, he was here with Gase, right? Wasn't he here with Gase? I think he, I think he was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But either way, he's been here the whole time mm-hmm. with LaFleur. So I guess they could get some credit for it, right? I mean, you can't just remove it, you know? Mm. Um, I just think that Zach is, this is his first NFL experience. Um, mm. I have uh, quite a few, cho- uh, you know, examples of choices that this staff has made early on that I really didn't like. Uh, you know, just the ways that they've done it. So they're like learning on the job, right? And we know that. So Zach being in the room with Calabrese, who's never done this before, 
And he was, he was a quality control coach before he came here to be the quarterback coach. And Mike LaFleur, who's probably consumed with the offense, I don't know how well they're doing maybe with just him. Like the, the, the fact that he is a, you know, a, just a young, out-of-the-box guy, first NFL experience, the whole thing. Maybe Mike White is just taking to it better. He doesn't need quite as much. No matter how you slice it, I think they should get some credit for White, you know, of, of course. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, look, and maybe it's just maybe they're doing a great job and Zach just sucks. I mean, I, I don't know. But I have concerns about the ability of Mike LaFleur and Calabrese to develop a young quarterback at this point. Uh, Egerton says we can beat Buffalo if we control their run game. Yeah, keep uh, keep Josh Allen in the pocket. I want I don't want him running wild on us. Uh, Mr. Downtown says, why bring in uh, why? Why bring in John Beck? Zach Wilson hasn't learned from him. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt like John Beck, you know, was a good ad halfway through last season. Um, it felt like that made sense at least. Now, I don't know if that's ultimately, you know, good or bad. Like, I guess you don't want to keep pulling his quarterback coach. You want to find someone. Maybe Kurt Warner will come in and did be we that bring guy him for in? us. Did we bring Beck back? I don't think we did. I think they, I think he's just talking about it. I haven't seen it at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that. Like, why did why did we bring them back? Oh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It look, it, listen, they brought John back in last year, like mid year, and Zach had that really solid second portion of the season, that later five or six games where mm-hmm. he removed turnovers, he looked calm, so uh, his footwork was better, everything was better, you know. So I would say it had an impact. Um, you know, but we also had Kavanaugh in here. Like there was a lot, it was a lot different last year. And I know like, you know, they, they said that they preferred less voices in the room mm-hmm. to maybe alleviate confusion, but I don't know. I think a couple more voices that know some shit might be helpful. Anthony V says for green bean, what stat line for Mike white in Buffalo, uh, will cause you to announce that they need to return to Zach Wilson. Ooh. Well, well, let me say this. Number one, Anthony, uh, you know, with all respect to Anthony, of course, he's on the Zach should be playing side. So we need to know this okay. is a he's trying there's to some, set some me up for the uppercut. That's what he's trying to do. Right. He's trying to get me. Um, but uh, what I can say is this. If it's anything like the last two games, I think it's a rousing success. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if Mike white goes out there and throws for 77 yards and two yards in the second half, uh, maybe we have a conversation like that. I think it would take numerous turnovers and, and not even so much the stats, Anthony. I think it's like how he looks. Does he look mm-hmm. frazzled? Is he scared? Happy feet? Does, is he, is he in the face of pressure running backwards for 15 yards? Like shit, like if he's doing that then that's cause for concern. If he loses, it's a different story. I just think it's more about not necessarily the numbers alone. I, I I think it would be turnovers and like if he looks completely overwhelmed and frazzled, then there's then there's cause. Other than that, man, uh, it would take a lot, you know, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his stat line would have to be, but it would have to be really, really bad for me to move off it's of not. him, I think. Um. Andrew Yale, 
says important games now make this young team better yeah when there's like a playoff atmosphere around games see how guys respond we've been good in the second half of games if we could start off a little bit quicker uh, it tells me that in the tail end of this season i think we'll keep fighting harder and harder like i don't think this doesn't feel like a team that's going to give up we're too young and too hungry uh so it's it's definitely going to make this team better dax milne's mom comes in says what does white need to do the rest of the year for the team to bring in a lock or Minshew type to compete for the job versus jimmy garoppolo who would be given the starting job i like this question a lot this is something i wanted to get into um so for me i think if white has games that are like you know, right, like high 100s, low 200s, a passing touchdown, an interception, you know, from here on out, like let's say he kind of comes back down to earth, then I think you bring in, you know, a, a real competitor like a Jimmy G um, and you just don't even kind of screw around with it. Like if it, it depends how the locker room feels about White too. Like if they still have confidence in him, I think that plays a factor. Right now, if he stays on track for what he's been doing, even if it's like, you know, mid 200s, somewhere in there, and he gets us to the playoffs, even if we lose a game in the playoffs, I would bring him back as the low cost option instead of going for Jimmy G. Like, like I would say White's floor mm. might be lower than Jimmy G's floor, but his cost is going to be so much lower and the team chemistry uh, just works so well. And you have your young number two overall quarterback sitting behind him that I think you could still, you could flip Zach in front of him. If you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to be paying so much money. You're going to have to, you know, to pull him is, is a little more jarring. Uh, not to mention, I don't know if Joe Douglas wants to spend a crazy ton of money, which is what Jimmy Garoppolo might get you. And you may not get a full healthy season out of him with Locke and Minshew. I don't know. I don't know if, I said I would love to see Minshew versus um, White in a quarterback battle, but I don't know what that means for Zach then. <laughs> like, I think that kind right. of like slams the door shut on him. Um, I don't know. Grimmy, what do you think about this? Um, th number one, let me say this about Jimmy G. I, I was uh, in favor of that consideration. Like, just, you know, assuming we we're, we're looking for that, right? Just for mm -hmm. conversation's sake. But I got to tell you, man, Jimmy G gets hurt a lot. He's hurt now. Like, so how much do you really want? Like, knowing that going in, are you? do you want to believe that that trend is going to somehow change? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to pay him, you know, $30 million, whatever the hell it is, and then you're going to, you know, just kind of hope. So I'm not loving the Jimmy G idea, especially because he's not – I mean, he's a, he's a very good quarterback, but he's certainly not, you know, Peyton Manning in his prime or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that concerns me. Uh, I like what you said about like, look, let's say Mike White. Uh, we win enough. We win 10 games. We go to the playoffs. He loses whatever, you know, win, lose, draw. Um, but he does it. He does enough. I want to see him back. Like, mm -hmm. I want to see him back. There's no reason to to kind of overturn the apple cart and go, yeah, it worked. But nah, we're going to start fresh. Now, whether that's to compete for the job or if they want to make him a starter, I don't know. But I agree with you. I think he's going to be, um, no matter how you slice it, he's going to be significantly less than maybe, you know, like if you're courting Lamar Jackson or, you know, even mm -hmm. Jimmy G or, you know, some of these guys. Like Mike White's going to be a $10 million a year guy. 
as opposed to a $30 million a year guy. So I, I think there's a lot of wisdom there. Now, bringing in Minshew, um, yeah, like I would like – I think Minshew with this offense would be something. I really do. I think he could run. There's a more than enough talent for him to do what he does and be very successful. Now, he's got his warts too, but I think having a legitimate competition – would be exciting. And, and at the same time, you also mentioned you don't want to just forget Zach's here. So, like, what does that do? Now, bringing in a Minishu, uh, you know, and, and you know, having Mike White and Zach and say, have at it, boys. Best man wins. I'm into that, too. And whoever doesn't shut your fucking pie hole and don't cry on the sideline and be a distraction, you know, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that. Uh, I'm into it, man. Like, you know, and if, and if, uh, it all fails, then you go back to the drawing board and you get yourself a, a fresh new quarterback. That said, one more thing. If there are cars out there, I watch the whole thing and I go get them. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Uh, New York Jets fan forever says John Beck is back with the Jets to help Zach. I did not know that. What was that? I definitely missed that. Did not see that. I see. I don't, I don't see that. Where is that buddy? Jets, John Beck. Let me see. Anthony, thank you so much. Uh, Chris Bradigan earlier said, we're going to the playoffs with Mike White. Deal with it and enjoy everything that comes with the ride. Either jet up or shut up. Have faith. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Right, Anthony? That's what I'm saying. Like, can we can we enjoy this? Like, but the guy I wanted isn't there. It's like, so what? We're winning, dude. We have a competitive team. We lost by an inch, you know, to a nine and two team, man. It's like, I don't know. Can we be happy, Jets fans? Can we just get along? Pump up the champ says people need to realize problems Zach Wilson has are not fixable in a few weeks. He has poor muscle memory mechanics and can't even uh, shift slide in the pocket. That's quarterback one on one stuff. Plus, he definitely lost the locker room. Yeah, I think if you deactivate him for the year and you kind of let him hit the reset button for next year. Uh, I think that definitely makes things a little bit easier. I don't know if he's going to get the locker room's trust back this late in the season. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely am less confident (laughs) in like Zach Wilson's future than I am Mike White's future, which is really depressing, but exciting at the same time. Green Bean, your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, well, look, you know, I'm definitely not someone who knows exactly what it takes to fix these issues that he has. What I will say is that um, he looks lost. You know what I mean? Like frazzled. Like, you know, even not, like his footwork seems like confused. Like it just, and obviously in the face of pressure, he just, I mean, he seems like he's been negatively affected by whatever it is, overcomplication, the last year getting hit so much, the knee injuries. I don't know what it is. But he looks lost. So I I also sit on the side. What he says first with Papa Pump up the champ. Uh, he's you know he said that these problems aren't going to be fixed in a couple weeks. That's kind of where I am now. If the Jets feel differently, fine. But I'm one who thinks that they're just playing this week to week thing, keeping their options open, which is smart. But I have a sneaking suspicion, Ryan, that they already know, like, is, you know, Zach, we, we need to work with this kid for a while. He's not, you know, he's not done. We're not through with him. But, you know, the idea of him coming back after Buffalo, you know, that's what I think. But I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
I love it. Uh, let's see. We got Mumtaz. I'm going to throw you up here real quick. Uh, jump in the line here says I am perplexed by the amount of energy spent on discussing Mike White versus Zach Wilson. This is not a debate. It's like a boring, uh, it's like comparing Cindy Crawford and Rosie O'Donnell. Please, uh, see membership chats. Your membership chat was coming up, Mumtaz. It was right there. Yeah, <laughs> there, man. There's two, there were two more super chats before you, so I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> get to your other one. Don't, don't you worry. Um, all right. Uh, how about them jets says if Mike white completes the last third down when he started running, then threw the ball short to Elijah Moore, killed it for me. We could have gotten another four attempts. Yeah. I really thought that he was going to take off and run right there. Did you think that green bean when you saw the grass out in front of him? Yep. I thought he was going to run too. Um, Yeah. I thought that's what I thought. How about them gets? <laughs> I agree. Uh, Tampa Pete, <laughs> Tampa Pete says, "I like what I see from Mike White and want to stick with him, but can we run some wildcat with Strevler, aka Brad Smith?" Yeah, wouldn't you kind of like to see him get involved a little bit? Like that would be fun. That's a fun team. Maybe. That's a, that's like something you do when you're a bad team and you're just trying to get people interested. But like, I do kind of want to see that sort of fun. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, but who do you? But who do we take like off the roster? We're playing Madden. It's it is what it is. <laughs> Are you taking Bam Knight off the right. Yeah, like who's coming off? Right? I don't know. Hey, well, here's the thing. Like, honest to God, I like the idea of Strebler too, and I'll I'll admit to you guys, the reason that I know so well about like the every year the Jets fans fall in love with the backup quarterback. The reason I know that is because I'm one of them. All right, I do that <laughs> every year since I'm 12. I mean, it's funny. The first time I remember that happening, right, was when my father, who's a Giants fan, I was young, dude, and they mm-hmm. had Phil Sims and they had a kid behind him named Jeff Rutledge. Maybe you old heads will remember that. There was a significant portion of Giants fans that thought Jeff Rutledge should be playing. He's actually the best quarterback on the team. And he got his shot at some point. He looked like shit. You want to know why? Because he's a backup quarterback. Phil Sims is Phil Sims, you know. Even Jeff Hostetler uh, was a pretty good backup. But so, like, back then it was Pat Ryan. So we saw Pat Ryan come in for Kenny O'Brien, and he was our longtime backup, like a decade, man. And there was a lot of Jets fans that said, dude, just play him. He's not as good, but he's consistent. And he would play a couple nice games, but then he would he would show why he's a backup, you know. And then there's Troy Taylor, and there's Jack Trudeau, or not Jack. Uh, yeah, maybe it was Jack. I mean, it just, the list goes on. I was really into Brett Ratliff, guys. Real, I was pissed when the Jets traded, you know, to move up for Mark Sanchez, and Je- and um, and uh, Brett Ratliff was on the list to Mangini. I was pissed i have to admit i was like no see Mangini wanted him in the trade because he knows he's the next big thing dude he's never done a single thing in the nfl you know what i mean so like that's <laughs> the thing so i'm excited like i'm with you i'd love to see strebler and like like you said ryan that's a mm-hmm. fun way to do it in these cool little packages and stuff but uh, i mean who who do we take off the roster for him you know who you know i don't know and is it worth it and then he comes in and he fumbles the ball and he's scared because of the big, you know, starters. I mean, I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. 
Mumtaz uh, with one of his members super chat says Lafleur cost the game against the Bucks last year as well due to garbage short yardage call. Uh, Warner has a detailed analysis of Jets and have at the time. Warner has done detailed analysis of the Jets and have at the time been confused as to what the Jets offense was trying to do. Yeah, I wonder how, like, are guys that are really good at breaking down film able to break down what was supposed to happen in, like, a LaFleur play? Um, I guess it's an interesting way to do it. Like, I don't know if, like, Warner not being in the quarterback room, like, if he, he's not going to have 100% of what's going on. And I guess it could just be user error, too. Like, the wide receiver could just run the wrong route, and no, we're never going to know the difference unless someone says something. Yeah. Um, Jets Chaos says Mike White is the better quarterback right now. Clearly, completely agree, who's, Jeremy. Who's Jets Chaos? Uh, that sounds like a loser. Yeah, I don't like him. Jerk. <laughs> well, Love look, you, Jeremy. Let me say this. Let me say yeah, this yeah. though. For him to say that, Ryan, mm -hmm. he Jeremy is a, a number two wearing guy. He mm -hmm. was 100% Zach Wilson. He he was one of the people, no matter what Zach did, he made excuses. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, look, we're all behind him, but Jeremy was one of those guys. He was on that team, and it was, I think it was the Patriot game. He said, I literally can, the only way I can defend this is like being emotional. Like, if I'm mm -hmm. really honest, like there's no way to defend this stuff. This is an NFL quarterback. Dude. He cannot complete a pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, John no, so comes him, in. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, John, jumping ahead of the line here, says, hey, we're in the thick of it. I'm indifferent on the quarterback as they need to just get the ball to the playmaker's hands. Defense going to have to play big for us to even have a chance. I'm taking the nine points and for a Jets win. So, yeah, I mean, you look at this team and you look at the playmakers we have and all Mike White's doing is – He's executing the offense. He's getting the ball into the playmaker's hands. Like, it just, it feels yeah. so different. And, like, I feel like if you were able to see Zach do that, the athletic upside would just be through the roof. Um, but, yeah, just execute. Let the playmakers, let your best players get the ball in their hands more frequently. Be a distributor, a point guard, if you will. Yeah, right, Creepy? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's the honest truth, man. And that's what we said about Zach. Like, you know... Zach has, a, and how many times have we used the, the, you know, the term, the phrase hero ball, right? Like mm -hmm. Zach, he's looking downfield. There's a, there's an open uh, Michael Carter right in front of him or a, you know, dare I say Tyler Conklin, that fucking guy. Well, I don't know what his problem was, but you know, so there's somebody and he want, and we can see it on the T on the TV and he's mm -hmm. just, he's, he, uh, he wants to throw it downfield and you know, it's like, all we need in this offense, we have so much talent, whether it's Bam Knight, whether it's Garrett Wilson, even Elijah Moore, who's kind of, you know, I got a, I got a bone to pick with Elijah Moore, but it's like, I mean, you can't deny it. the guy's crazy talented. You know, whoever these guys are, they're, they're someone open almost every single play. And mm -hmm. all we need is the quarterback just to get one of those guys the ball. Now, I think Mike White in the first half was taking the check down too early. You know, he was just mm -hmm. in, uh, immediately going to the check down, you know? Um, and I don't think you like, you want to swing all the way to that end either, but I think, you know, the idea that 
the uh, the level of talent we had that these guys can make plays, uh, you know, once mm-hmm. the ball's in their hand is is kind of new to us. We haven't seen this uh, with any consistency for a long time. But that said, I also have to say Mike White was really laying some in there, man. You know, mm-hmm. there were some tight windows. He did it uh, last week, too. So, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, is it, you know, is it like uh, kind of like a lucky? I don't know. He's mm-hmm. doing it now. Like, he's kind of doing it consistently. Now, maybe Buffalo, those windows, you don't want to take them like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, in addition yeah, to I would just say that- the, guys the ball, he's also able to kind of lay it in there nicely, too. Yeah, I would say the level of difficulty between the Bears and the um, – the Vikings defenses and secondaries is vastly different from the, from the, uh, the bills. I think it's, um, it'll be interesting, interesting all the way around. Um, where did I see this? Nicholas George, the King says Beck visited with the jets and Zach. So that's what we were talking about, uh, earlier with Beck. Uh, yo, it's Vin dropped in with a member super chat said Zach Wilson has a higher ceiling, but Mike white wins for us now. Uh, completely, yeah. completely agree. Yeah. Well said. New York, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Jets NY 102 says the thing that gets overlooked is the fact that Zach needs Beck last year and again now. Locker room sees the special treatment. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, I don't know if it's special treatment, but they definitely see that he needs extra help. That, yeah, that's not a good look. I mean, I don't think anybody on a team would be concerned with someone staying late to work on their, you know, with an extra coach. I don't I don't think that is it. I mean, you think they're like, well, why don't I have a special coach? Or, you know, I don't think that that's going on at all. Like the wide yeah. receivers are fine with Miles Austin. The offensive linemen mm-hmm. are working well with John Benton. The defensive backs love Tony Oden. So I don't know if I'd call it special treatment, but mm-hmm. I do think that they might be like, mm, how many coaches does this kid need? In order yeah, to maybe be it's the uh, yeah, completely yeah. agree. Uh, RJ McPot jumping in front says Anthony Richardson in the second, a big bodied quarterback that is a good scrambler in the red zone. Lamar, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton would do wonders for this team, especially against the Bills and the Pats. Yeah, I would say Richardson is the the high upside prospect that I'd be kind of keeping my eye on. Like if we're picking late second round. I would hope the third round is where we start to look for quarterback. If he's there in the yeah. third, I pull the trigger. I think the second round's a little too rich for me right now. Yeah. Uh, Especially when we – have you taken a look at our picks? Like I have it, no. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, we did uh, – hey, look, and I, don't take this the wrong way, everybody. But every <laughs> every week, every week in uh, after the game, the beanbaggers and I, we go into a private little Zoom room and we commiserate or celebrate, whatever it might be. And we were chatting, you know, right after the game, and we just decided, like, hey, you want to do a quick mock just because – let's see how we did uh, compared to next year. Because I'll admit, I haven't studied anybody yet, which is really refreshing. By this time, I'm usually somewhat of an expert, at least on a couple positions. I don't know anybody as far as, you know, who who I really like. And so we Mm -hmm. did a little mock. And when we went into the mock just to see our picks, like what picks we have, dude, we're so used to having like two first, two seconds, three third, you know, all this. Dude, we have like, you know, first, a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy looking, like five picks. That's all we got. We, I'm wasting a, I mean, using a second on a quarterback this year. 
Like you mm-hmm. said, I think it's the it's a bit much when you only got five. Yeah, Richardson's exciting though. He's one of those guys that's like a Josh Allen esque type quarterback needs some work so allows you time to to work on zach wilson allows you time to experiment with mike white and then you have this like high upside guy that's just sort of sitting there learning the offense there's no pressure on him uh i would like that uh mumtaz says what are coaches and players telling us when salah moved mike white to number two out of the blue we didn't pay attention but they must have seen something in practice now all players running around with Mike White shirts on. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that was the shift. That was the the defense going to the coach at that point, I think, and saying, hey, you know, the tides are, sh- tides are shifting. The guy we're playing against yeah. consistently, like, we like this guy. He's, he's yeah. making some throws. Like, I think that's what happened. And that was the shift going from, you know, third string to second string. I think that was the almost the trigger for Wilson, too. I don't remember when that elevation happened because I'd love to mm. know like when the mindset was like, okay, this is Zach's, you know, shorter leash now. And was it always going to be, Hey, we're going to pull him from Mike white at some point, or was the bad play against the Patriots, the final nail in the coffin? Well, you know, when it was, I feel pretty confident. I might be wrong, but remember right before the first time we played the Patriots, they elevated Strebler. From yeah. practice squad to the 53, and then they made him inactive. They mm. also, I, I, the way I remember it is they also switched Flacco for White as the number two quarterback. So there's a lot mm. of weirdness going on. And that's why in that first game, when when it was like, it was a game, that first game with the page, and Zach just kept throwing picks and just he was looking off and everything. Mike White, they had Mike White standing on the sideline with his helmet on. Like, he wasn't just holding a clipboard. He had his helmet on. I was convinced that they were going to throw him in there. Like, all right, man, all we need is one damn, you know, one drive. And mm. Zach's struggling. So, And then the second time we played the Patriots, I thought they would too. But that's when they did it. And I, you know, I agree with you. They probably saw more upside with Mike White in the event he has to come in uh, than Flacco. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish that they put – Mike White in for one of either one of those games. I think we would have won it. That's how honestly how I feel, and it's a shame. But uh, yeah, they definitely saw something, man. Mid season here. Um, love it. Uh, Adam S says Zach is the 2023 future, but I also like Mike White. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fascinating to see how this all shakes out here. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for the super chat. I don't see any comment attached to it. Uh, pump up the champ says Mike white is not a franchise quarterback yet. He reminds me of a young Brady before he learned, uh, how to pre-snap read. Now imagine Mike white learns how to pre-snap read. Boom. Yeah. Look, I don't want to compare him to the goat, but I think when you look at Mike white and you see the, the way he's able to process the field of vision and how fast he can do it and get the ball into his playmaker's hands in space. The yak is incredible. That That's really where I see the difference in this Jets offense and how explosive it could be with just reasonable quarterback play. Um, yeah, I mean, if he if he can learn how to manipulate things pre-snap, watch out. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot there. I mean, I think he can learn a lot still. I mean, he's certainly not you know, uh, like you said, he's a franchise quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't call him that either, but let he just, we just saw his fifth ever start in the NFL. 
So and three of them were three hundred yard games. Think about <laughs> Over that. Over three hundred, and one was a four banger. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, well, and the other one, and then the other one, he got hurt. He came out and threw for a hundred yards or whatever it was, and yeah, ninety five yards and a touchdown. He was on pace yeah. for four hundred yards that game. It's crazy. That's the thing, man. Like, look, we can defend one side or the other all day long, but the the reality is, the guy comes in. And the offense moves. And you can say whatever you want as to why, and but that's what happens. And I'd rather see the offense move than make a million excuses and hope that we can get one damn touchdown in. You know what I mean? Um, Kev Tag says, a Jets Talk 24-7 membership is greater than a gym membership. Cheers, cheers. Uh, here, here. Thank you. Much approved. Hey. Spend it here. You may not look good by the time you're done hanging out, but you'll enjoy having hung out. Jack S comes in, says, what is your breaking point for Michael LaFleur? Do we look for someone else to call plays Middleton or whoever called offensive plays for us in the senior bowl? Um, Oh, uh, sorry. Not. Yeah. Did I say Michael LaFleur? I don't know if I said Mike White or Michael Floor, but Michael Floor is what's my breaking point for Michael Floor. I'm going through probably at least halfway through next year, at the least. Like I think he's going to go through all of next year too. Like I don't think he's going anywhere. I think we have a bigger fear of him getting poached. Like I don't think he's the problem. You look at the situations we were in and the drops we had. The like Conklin had a horrible game. If Conklin plays half as well as I thought he was going to play, I think the Jets win that game. Um, I feel like we were in position to win the game. Like you had the the fourth down play to Barrios. It was there. We had the touchdown. The, the one play that really sort of stands out to me that gets me irked was the third down play on the goal line where it was like a fade and Garrett Wilson was nowhere there. And it was like, man, that was just a throwaway. <laughs> we didn't even give it a shot. Just it sucked. But I don't know if that was necessarily a bad play. Garrett Wilson slipped. So I guess my breaking point is probably unless we look completely awful on offense, there's no way I'm giving up on Michael Floor. Green Bean, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think what we have to remember again is that we have guys that are new. I mean, they're young, they're new, they're working with different players. Like, I think if you just look, it's like with Joe Douglas, right? People are like, oh my God, if Zach doesn't work out or like when he was, uh, he had six wins in two years and it's like, well, dude, you have to look at the overall, like what's really happening, what's working, what's he trying to accomplish and all that. In a similar way, I look at LaFleur and I, and I, and I say, no, the offense is working. Like even this game, like, yes, I had serious bones to pick with what he chose to do and like look i reached out to i you i dropped one name earlier but i reached out to a few others and uh that i that i have the um you know i have little access to and one or actually sorry two told me that they were upset with lafleur that they were doing that and the other one said they literally said like hey dude fucking drop the touchdown like what mike did worked like Mm -hmm. you, you could say whatever you want but we were there and it worked. It was a dropped touchdown or, you know, whatever else. Um, so like, that's the thing. It's like, what, what do I need to see for, you know, to move on from Mike LaFleur? I think a whole lot, man, like they like him. And I think rightfully so again, my issue is more with development with players 
particularly quarterback, but I think no matter what issues I have with LaFleur one play to the next, overall, like there's usually a guy open, you know, and, and we have to, like, you got to pay attention to that. Whether or not the quarterback can find him and hit him is another story. We're on fifth tackle, third guard, like all those kinds of things do apply. But most plays, there's an outlet. Like he's done the, he's designed the play in such a way that someone's there. If we had a quarterback, like let's say we did have a Peyton Manning who could just scan the field instantly and dude, we'd be shredding people with LaFleur. That's the, so I think all this stuff, when you look at it all together, I think he's got a pretty long leash, man. Uh, that That's what I think, Jack. Uh, I have a poll going in the live chat right now. Does Zach start another game this year? 78% of our just under 600 votes say no. 80% of the oh, fan hey. base almost. Hey, by the way, you guys got to get some likes in here, man. We got, we got 564 people in here. And we only have 198 likes, and, and I'm dying to put names in so I can get T-shirt qualifiers, and I'm, like, stuck. I haven't added a name in, like, an hour. So Ugh. come on, man. Let's hit that like button so I can get you guys into the mix to win a T-shirt tonight. That's right. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we pick a qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. So make sure you hang around with us and see if you qualify and potentially win. Um... Let's see where was i going next with this one uh jets fan forever says take nathan shepherd out for strevler <laughs> that's where you find his uh his roster spot i guess All right, uh, okay. <laughs> hexen says two dollars for a timeout for jets forever fund yeah should we have like a little like pot of gold and like when we hit a certain threshold it's like all right ban <laughs> you, <laughs> for like you get the 300 second timeout <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, Jet, I'm actually, it's funny. I just wrote Jets forever. I think he's being ridiculous tonight. But, I mean, he, he's always ridiculous <laughs> in one fast or another. And he believes what he mm -hmm. believes. But I think he's one of the, you know, Jets forever right now is like at the forefront of the ridiculous defense of Zach Wilson. Like, it's just, look, we all want Zach to succeed. We all wish that he, you know, was able to. But let's just be real, dude. He threw for 77 yards. He was lost. Mike White came in, threw for 315 and 369. You could say what you want about the 60 passes this. The last time Zach had 55 passes in the page, he threw three picks in addition to it. Killers, by the way. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of nuts. And guys, I can't just pick people, Kelly and... And uh, who was it? Uh, somebody else said it too. But I can't just pick people. That's random. I have to do it the right way. We got to get 25 likes and then I let the computer do it. That's how it is. I can't cheat everybody. Uh, Thomas Cahill comes in, says, what's your take on fans performance minus block in the back? Yeah, like that penalty really pissed me off because it was such a blatant penalty. But I'm also mad at Berrios for not cutting it back inside because I think he gets more yardage, um, potentially a touchdown. And for us to not score there just like sort of compounded that whole situation. But I liked what we got out of fan. You saw him. They pulled Mitchell the final drive in the second quarter. And yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised how well Fant was playing. It looks like he's healthier. Like maybe earlier in the season he was playing through an injury and now is finally healthy for the first time. What was your thoughts on yeah. Fant? Yeah, I, well, I, I, I'll second what you said. 
Um, and I liked what Salah said too. They asked him, like, so why what happened? Why did you bench Mitchell for for Fant? And he said, Well, he was struggling. That's it. Yeah. He was struggling, and we had George ready to go. So I think what we saw, as much as I like uh, Mitchell and believe in him and think he's done a really good job, uh, I think we know that he wasn't supposed to start this year, right? So Mm -hmm. he can still add a lot of strength. There's a lot that he can do developmentally. We already know that he's got the chops. But what we saw in this game when Fant came in was we saw a guy who's a starter. There was a difference. Now that one Mm -hmm. play – you know, supposedly Berrios ran the wrong way. I didn't really think Mike White threw the best pass, and I thought the play call from, it was stupid to begin with. Um, but uh, shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, they everybody makes mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But outside of that play, I think Fant, when Fant came in is when the offense started to settle down. You know, it turns out, Ryan, uh, right tackle is important. Yeah, right. Tackle's going to be a, an interesting conversation this offseason for sure. Yeah, Thomas Cahill. Again, comes in and says, it's not about Zach's development, but the rest of the young guys. Yeah, I think you owe it to the other 52 guys on the roster to play the best quarterback on the team, especially in the midst of a playoff hunt. If Robert Salah wants to come out and say, hey, we're riding Mike White, you know, until we, you know, until we're mathematically eliminated and then we'll make a decision from there. We're either going to continue to ride Mike White if we think there's development that could be had there. um, Or, you know, if we think, hey, we're fizzling out, he's no longer... We're no longer in contention. Now we'll just go back to trying to develop Zach. Um, yeah, I think you got to play the best guy. Greenbean, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, like, uh, let's, I mean, again, like, I think when you're being a pragmatist here, you know, mm-hmm. you have guys all over the field that are talented and want to play and can contribute. And when you have one guy that's struggling, you cannot, and I think they did it long enough, man. Like, you cannot have the entire team suffer. And even just guys that are going to be in a contract year or want to win rookie of the year, whatever it might be, like, there's all those little narratives going on as well. You know, in addition to it, like, they want to contribute and they want to play and they believe that and they're frustrated. So we're kind of losing the team. Like the last start with Zach, you saw it, man. Numerous people were frustrated visibly with it. Like they'd had enough. And you you did it before. You look mm-hmm. at just Garrett Wilson alone outside of the one game. Uh, you know, it, he's had his his worst stretch was with Zach. Now you can get and look, you can give Zach a little bit of time. He came, he didn't have the preseason. He was uh, he was out the first year. Sure, give it a give, fold all that in. Mm-hmm. Still, he had really good games with Flacco. He had a serious dip outside of one game with Zach, and now he's having record-breaking uh, numbers with with Mike White. Like, can we just look at that? And that's not even it. It's, it's all over the place. So I think. You know, it's not about Zach's development when the team is suffering. It's about his development this year, no doubt. But you can't hold the entire team back for one guy. You're going to lose everybody. You'll lose the whole damn roster. Completely agree here with Thomas. Uh, Even Keel, you're going to hop the line here, says 60 pass attempts when you're averaging five yards per carry is way too much. I appreciate Wilson's uh, incompetence, but it rained that stuff uh but it rained that stuff in yeah look i think white thrown for 60 times 
usually means we're not in a winning situation. I think because you fell behind so much in the first half, they felt they needed to try and conserve some time and try to make up some of that ground. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't want to see 60 pass attempts from Mike White. I, I didn't feel like it was totally egregious. I think we mentioned it at halftime too, where it's like, man, we're throwing a little more than I'd like to see us throw. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the the run pass yeah. selection? Like sixty that throws. That's a lot. The, uh, sorry, yeah, that was one of the gripes I had. Like, dude, we're we we have a good running game. It's working. Why are we abandoning it now? I get it. Like in the, I, I understood why it, and you know, initially, you know, we're down 23 to three, whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta catch up a little bit, but you had a whole half of football and we want to keep their offense off the field as best we can. And, um, I thought Bam Knight looked fantastic. I thought we should have used James Robinson more. I think he got four carries and it's again, like running backs in particular, it's real hard to get anything going when you run them three or four times. It just doesn't work. So I thought we could have, you know, did a little bit better job of doing that. I'm totally fine, obviously, with Bam getting the the lion's share, but I thought we should have run the ball more too. I mean, he had a six-yard average, so we have to be – we have to remember he had a 48-yard run in there, so that does skew the mm-hmm. numbers a little bit, obviously. So we got to remember that. It's not really six yards a carry. But at the same time, I think he was effective, and we could have – uh, used him more. I'll tell you what, Ryan, I would have run him at the damn goal line. I would have been, yeah. would, how about that's where to use Robinson. That's what he does. Yeah. He could be a punishing back. I, they're ah. definitely not using him because they're trying to save that draft pick. That's a hundred percent. that Stupid. I like if he was like really tearing it up, they wouldn't have cared. But I think cause he didn't look good initially and bam looks so good. Like it's almost like a, Hey, since bam looks so good, and Ty Johnson has kind of been the backup for a bunch of the season anyway. And we'll get Carter back. Then we don't need to use this, you know, lose this other draft pick. Yeah. Um, John comes in, says fans forgetting Michael LaFleur is the best offensive coordinator the Jets have had in a decade. Yeah, I don't want to see him go anywhere. I'd be disappointed. Um, NY to Florida says, am I crazy? We had a half yard. Could we have used Clemens, Williams, Huff in the backfield flashbacks to William the refrigerator? Uh, yeah, yeah look, like just like put in Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> like put in the most angry mother trucker you could put in. I think Clemens was right. hurt at that point, though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, dude, Quinn and Williams would have got us four touchdowns right there. Yeah, like just just put them in and just you get your best players on the field, right? Like just yeah, yeah. make some magic happen. Backyard football. Get the ball in, no questions asked. Ball doesn't hit the ground. Or play doesn't yeah. stop. We should have ran it, dude. I, I just, I don't care. Like, we're on the one-inch line and you don't run it once? What is that? What is it? What do you call I it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer. Call that a mistake, man. I call it. Kevin says, is TB12 the answer for a 2023 title run? How dare I you? I hope not. I, I hope not. I, I think it's a realistic possibility. He looks washed. Like, I feel like the like he still has some magic there, and I think he's good enough where we could win with him, but I don't know if he's so much an improvement over Mike White at this particular point that I want to sell my soul to try and win it with Brady. Like, I don't want to win it that way. That feels like it's guaranteed to give us another 50-year drought. Right? 
Like that seems like taboo. Like to win one with Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just, right. <laughs> I'll tell, like I've said before though, man, and we joked about this a few weeks ago, it would be the last thing that Tom Brady could do to, to like improve his standing as like the greatest, mm-hmm. like yeah, he wins another one with Tampa Bay, big whoop. You know what I mean? At this point, it, nothing is going to improve it. Now, if he went to the Jets and tore through the AFC East on the way to the uh, to a Super Bowl championship, that would do something. That said, I don't want it. I don't want this guy. <laughs> I, don't want I love this it. Guy. Brian comes in and says, the team wore Zach shirts uh, for what he did off the field. We're wearing Mike White shirts for what he's done on the field. Yeah, everyone's got the MILF shirts on. Actually... I'm repping a little uh, man. I love football action <laughs> currently right now. Um, yeah, that you know you're wearing shirts for what Zach didn't do. You got the Wall Street Wilson. You got the Wilson to Wilson. You got all this like stuff. But now Mike White's like actually doing things, and guys are wearing their shirts, yeah. and they say Mike F and White because this guy's an F and quarterback. There's a difference. We're not the same. Yeah. Hey, let me just say this. Balls be hurt and said he's convinced that Namus sold us to the devil, right? So let me just, <laughs> I just want to say this once. So what we're saying with that, we really believe that Joe Douglas sat down at a table with the devil and signed a piece of paper that said, you can win, you'll have a great life, but for some reason this franchise and all of its fans and any kid that's born in 40 years and puts on a Jets hat, they're all going to suffer? Why? I mean, is that what <laughs> like we hit, believe? Hit the button Come and on, kill bro. someone in the world, but you get like $1,000. How many times are you hitting it before you like, uh, it's, it's a weird mental game, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like, it's weird. Like, do we really believe that Namath sat down and like they pulled up a chair, they had a glass of wine, they ate some uh, chicken cordon bleu and they signed the, he signed his soul over to the devil? Is that what he we spited him. Namath didn't invite the devil to his birthday party. How many oh, players were at his birthday party? That's what it was. He got spited. Hey, did you see that guy? There's a guy on Instagram. He does like, you know, funny little Instagram things like with he pretends to be different people like in the football world. And he does like the devil mm-hmm. talking to God in football. Have you seen that guy? He's bald. He's got a little goatee or something. It's funny. Did you see Maybe. it? No. And he talked about the devil. He said uh, he like God was asking the devil like kind of let let go of some things. And he said mm-hmm. the curse on Namath. And he said never. Like the devil, like, nope. <laughs> so, no, nope. Sorry, can't can't do it. Can't do it. If anybody has that guy's link, I, I can't remember his name. You throw it in the chat for me so I can I can actually uh, like him or whatever. But yeah, it's funny. It's, it, it's good. Anyway. Jets NY says, if at the end of the season, White has over a 60% completion percentage, more touchdowns than picks, and we make the playoffs, then White is the guy next year. Yeah, I think he's going to do much more than that. I think he's definitely going to have more touchdowns than interceptions. I think he's definitely going to have over 60% completion. I mean, there's just so many drops. I don't know where the Jets fall in terms of like drop passes, but it's got to be near the top of the list. I know we were number two at one point behind Tampa Bay, but I think that was like halfway through the season. So I don't exactly know where we're at right now. Um, But yeah, you think White's the guy if we see this completion percentage at 60% has more touchdowns than picks and we make the playoffs. Is he the guy to uh, start next year? 
Sixty per, like all right. So if he if at the end of the year he has for his starts an over sixty percent completion percentage, more touchdowns than picks, and we make the playoffs, I think he's it's got to be a conversation for sure. Now whether mm-hmm. or not they feel like he's already hit his ceiling, like that's it, then no. If they feel mm-hmm. like we're just beginning, like this guy can be more than this, and or at minimum like this is kind of his floor, sure. Why not, man? You know, efficiency, like you don't always need a quarterback to be, you know, among the elites. Like you can have, if you have, you know, elite talent all over the place, a really solid defense, great running game, and you have a quarterback that's efficient, that's another way to go about it, man. I I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have a problem. I I don't know if that's enough though, Ryan. Uh, Thomas Cahill says, what about Aaron Rodgers? Um, there would have to be some insane cap manipulation or restructuring of Rogers deal to facilitate that trade, because I'm pretty sure if he gets traded, the Packers eat like $75 million in dead cap. It's some sort of astronomical number that seems incredibly prohibitive of anything getting done. That being said, if you wanted to groom Zach Wilson, having his mentor here, who's clearly, you know, an all-time great at the quarterback position, who's having a down year with a bad team as his mentor for a season when you know he's clearly going to hang it up in a year or two. Or if the if the Jets were to win a Super Bowl with Rodgers, I think he hangs it up and then, you know, it's Zach's team again. I could see the value in that. I just don't know what you'd have to do contract-wise to make that happen. And what would you be willing to give up to, to make it happen? Right. Like, would it be a lot because it would have to be Rodgers saying, oh, no, I'm going to restructure, which allows them to get out of his contract? Because he can really hamstring the whole deal. So maybe it's oh. cheaper than I'm giving it credit for. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, you're already going to get a guy who looks like he's washed, number one. I mean, he, maybe yeah. he's disinterested or whatever it is. But he don't look like Aaron Rodgers, right? Can we no, just say that? Not at all. So you're already taking a risk that the guy might be washed. Now, Green Bay might be really motivated to, to you know, get out of that. So maybe mm-hmm. they help. But they, hey, you got to be looking at, like, we don't give any picks. <laughs> we give you, like, a third. You know what I mean? Something well, like that. Rogers' um, contract he, is really not bad at all. I think it's, like, a million dollars if he's traded, like, for us. Because he had such a I mean, massive signing bonus that – if he's cut or traded by the Packers, it would annihilate their cap because it all accelerates to next year. So, but the team that takes him on really has no financial burden like at all. Really? Okay. Let's take a look now. Can you open over the cap? Just explain this to me. Yeah. If you you don't mind, I'm 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 sincerely curious because that changes things. It's like, it does. Take a risk that he's washed, but the whole thing that was mentioned about, like you know, so he is Zach's uh, role model, and they have a nice relationship, and maybe you start Aaron Rodgers for a year or two years, and and then Zach's ready to go. You know, that's kind of a nice, that's a nice little wrinkle. It's a nice turn. Um, but the contract, can, like, uh, like, let's see if I can share the screen. Get the window bam okay so we are currently looking oh sorry matt you're not here right now 2024 dead cap of holy shit 2023 dead cap of 99 million 
dude. So, so that's what I'm saying. Check this out. So this oh. column right here, do you see my, you don't see my mouse. So, um, the, no. if you look at the column prorated bonus, uh huh, it's like the third column in. Can you that expand column, a little bit, Ryan? Can you like expand a little bit? Um, a little bigger? Let's see. Can I like a little expansion thing? Yeah. I could so do good. that. Yeah. We'll go, yeah, yeah. we'll go in like that. Why not? All right. I'm going to pick um, my nose. Actually, now. you know what? No, hold on. Oh, I, I got to stop picking my nose in. I can do something better. I can go over here. I can go a little bigger. All right. So when you're looking at the contract, 2022, the prorated bonus, it's like the third or fourth column over from the left. You see $125 million. That is all his signing bonus, and that's the signing bonus getting spread out across all those seasons. If he is cut or traded, those numbers accelerate to the year that he's cut. If he's a June 1st cut, then it would accelerate to that year and then the year after, so it's split in two. So in theory, what they could do is they could wait till June 1st, trade him, and then have the cap hit hit their 2023 and 2024 cap instead of all hitting 2023, but it's still $75 million in dead cap across two wow. years. Like it's, it's an insanely yeah, high number. Um, so that's what's so cost prohibitive. But if you have him under contract, like let's say he does get traded, the Jets or whatever team trading for him, that base salary, that first column, uh, like after his age, that's the cap hits that you would get plus your workout bonuses. And I guess maybe yeah. whatever the other bonuses is, it depends what that's tied to, like that um, fifty grand, that sixth column, seventh <laughs> column over. Um, but you're talking $1 million, $2 million for two years, or it's probably $1 million and like $16 million, $17 million for 2024. Um, but yeah, the cap hits really are not bad for Rodgers. It's just, is he yeah. washed? And like, do uh, you actually want him? Right. Well, I think... The fact that they have to eat that much money, which I I didn't know, I haven't looked at it yet at all, but I just assumed you would have to take on a you know a, a massive contract, but they're definitely going to need some some serious draft capital then, and they you know what they'd probably have to do sit down with him and say hey look, we're going to let you go, you know here's your options, but we need we can't have this. Can we restructure? We'll give you X amount of dollars for this year. What they would have to do something like that with him, and he he would have to be agreeable, uh, of you know to doing something like that because dude, no team can absorb that kind of a hit. No team. No, it's insane. That that is that is a monster cap hit. It would absolutely annihilate. Let's see if I can actually go over. I'll go over to their like cap situation and see what it would actually do to them. That's the Niners. Whoops. Yeah. Wow. 2023. Really so right now they have $7 million in 2022. So they're sitting at like $10 million in salary cap space. Aaron Rodgers, if he were just outright cut, <laughs> would change that number. Look how that changes. Goes from $10 million across two years, 2022 and 2023. You would add them together because it rolls over. Sixty-four Wait, how million. How did you do that? You, what are you doing? That would there? just be well, cutting Aaron Rodgers. There's like the submit button under transactions. If you uh -huh. were to cut him pre June first, uh huh, it would annihilate their cap for next year. If you were to change that, and let's say because you don't want to cut him, you want to try and get something for him 
yeah, is, no is doubt. The, the thought right. process. But either way, the cap number would work out the same. Let's say you trade him post June 1st. Now you're looking up here at 2022, 2023, you see uh, $7 million and $3 million. Now, if you trade him post June 1st and you hit submit, now yeah, it's, not totally as, it's not right. as bad. Now you're talking $4 million for 2023 instead of negative 65, but then your 2024 <laughs> cap gets whacked as well. So right. you spread that cap hit over two years if you do it after June 1st. Um, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, it is. You know, that's the thing. I mean, like, is is Aaron Rodgers just not Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't, you know, he's he doesn't really have the tools and he's just not gonna he's not gonna sacrifice everything anymore. He's just you know what I mean, for a team that he doesn't think is good enough. Like when he said, Hey, I'm I'm old, I'm I'm hurting and I'm surrounded by children. You know what I mean? Like you know, that kind of attitude. Like if he came to a team with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Brees Hall, all like is he gonna be motivated? to be Aaron Rodgers. That's the question. Cause there's a very real possibility that he's toast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Clay wavy comes in, says Mike, the Dyke white. That's not very nice. Um, who's up next? Max. How many times Nightbot picks, picks the same people. Like there's uh, almost 600 people in here. picks the same four people like five times. <laughs> <laughs> Max says uh, quarterback com or says competition for running back one next year Knight versus Brees and Michael Carter. Um, no, I think Brees is still running back one, but that doesn't mean you can't rotate through all three of them, keep all their legs fresh. Hopefully, maybe kind of keep their cost down a little bit too, like they don't have to cost us an arm and a leg. Um, but the idea would be to try and win a Super Bowl with some explosive backs that you can rely on, and and rotating them in or just feeding the hot hand is is totally fine. I don't know if I need a running back one, even though I know it's going to be Brees. Greenman, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a competition uh, for running back one. Um, you know what I? I know what I think would be optimal is that. If they think one guy's running style is going to be more effective in this game, he takes a little bit of the lead, you know, mm -hmm. and then the other guy, you know, but I mean, having Michael Carter, Brees, and Bam is a fantastic collection of cheap running backs. You know, you got these guys, uh, Michael Carter will be going into his third year, but, uh, you know, you still got him for two years. You got Brees Hall for three. And you got Bam. I'm not sure what his contract looks like, but you got him probably as much as probably a three or four year deal yeah did, did they sign him for a three-year deal did they just give him the one i would um, bet it's probably a three-year let's see let's, let's take a look let's do a little uh, kind of guy searching. yeah right this is good right dig into some contracts we've right. got the internet we've got internet, the internet is good you know i watched a movie the other day where this girl uh it was only from like i don't know a few years back but she went Two -year she deal. Had to find we've got him under contract she, for next year for just under a million dollars what I was going to say, though, a girl went to the library and got a bunch of encyclopedias and shit. She was, like, studying mm -hmm. all night, and I was like, oh, yeah, remember that? Mm -hmm. You did information. You had to go to a library and get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Not anymore. Everybody's uh, a genius now. All right. One thing of note, uh, so because we have him under contract for two years, he can't hit free agency because he hasn't accrued three years, so he would be an exclusive rights free agent after mm. next year. So we would kind of control him for relatively cheap for 2024 as well. So we basically have him for the next two and a half years. Gotcha. So that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Sam Akin. Aiken. 
words. Uh, says, no Jet player has ever said what Zach said. He should sit and earn his stripes. I think he should. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Clay Wavy in the chat says, if we beat slash don't beat Buffalo, what does that say about us? Uh, if we beat Buffalo, we're for real. I think we've already proven it by beating Buffalo once, hanging with the Patriots twice, and clearly lost because of our quarterback, made a switch, hung with the best team or one of the best teams in the NFC, and then if we beat Buffalo, we're a legit team. It feels like there's still a lot of fool's gold about the Jets right now from uh, people. Like, no one's buying yeah, in know, yet. Yeah, I hear you. I do. I think we are a legit team. But again, mm -hmm. like, we're young, right? We're sloppy. We're, you know, we're starting our third quarterback, the, you know, the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, still, like, even, like, the fact that George Fant is in, even though he was there in the beginning of the season, he was left tackle. Now he's right tackle. It's like we have so much going on. Uh, mm -hmm. that I think it's it's kind of understandable that we'll lose games like the Vikings. Again, I think we dude, we did more than enough to win that game, and we should have, mm -hmm. but we didn't because we're young and sloppy, and the coaches they don't really know how to how to you know, how to nail it shut yet. You know, everybody's kind of you know cutting their teeth. You know, mm -hmm. so I think um, you know I think we're legit, but whether or not we can close them is really remains to be seen. You know. Eric T says, if White wins, he may not sign with the Jets. I would be very surprised if he didn't sign with the Jets, especially if the Jets said, hey, look, we want you back. We think you have your best shot at making a bunch of money here with us, having success with us. Let's sign you to a deal. We'll give you a ton of incentives. You know, where else is he really going to go? Like, who else is going to be looking at Mike White and trying to sign him away from the Jets? I don't know if that team's necessarily out there right now. Um, and I think Mike White, Mike White is going to understand that too. I think he does come back and I think it's going to be for a, you know, reasonable amount, but I don't think it's going to be 20 million. I think it might be like maybe a two year, $10 million option, or maybe it's 20 million over two years. Uh, but next year's like a void year and you have to restructure him after next year if he shows out again, but you can't franchise tag him like that kind of a deal. Yeah. Well, to a tenile Templeman says, what about the Colts? They might want some Mike White action. They might. Maybe. I mean, like, is there any connection with anyone? I, I've heard a few people say, not so much the Colts, but just thinking about the Colts, bringing in Frank Reich as our uh, quarterback coach next year because of Joe Douglas's connection from his time in Philadelphia. Uh. Might be interesting. I tell you what, though, you know, it all depends on these last few games, but I, I think uh, I, I do agree with what you said. Like, I think the Jets and Mike White, I'm not sure he's not going to like come out of this being courted for $30 million a year. I think mm. the Jets and him sit down and go, you know, if they like him and just say, hey, dude, like, we're going to give you a legitimate shot to start. You're yeah. going to compete for the job, and here's 10 mil kind of a thing, yeah. you know, incentives, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. I think he would be in favor of doing that. Uh, let's talk res says all this infighting just makes me wonder who the hell thought we'd cons uh, would, who the hell thought we would consider us to be in the hunt at this point. I had us at eight and nine. We need to chill. Zach Wilson needs time. Let Mike cook till it burns down. Um, yeah, no, he's right. It's, it's expectations, you know, preseason versus expectations. Now, now that we're, you know, a pretty good team, you don't want to waste it. 
like good defense while you can bring good players back year over year good defense is much harder to replicate than like really good offense and i think you don't want to waste a year like this with the talent we have um you know i was just thinking was there's going to be guys that have opportunities to restructure their contract to try and um create some cap space guys like cj mosley carl lawson Corey davis although Corey davis i don't know if he necessarily comes back either way um but i wonder if we like get guys to restructure create some cap space and say hey look mike white we got these guys they're all buying in they're taking less money we're trying to build a team like we want you to be a part of this like let's do this i wonder if that like plays into it it could i'll tell you what i don't know if we are there yet like i don't know if we're established enough you know as Mm -hmm. a culture for people to be willing to do that like look like we saw what was it two years ago I think Mosley's a hundred percent going to restructure. I would be I think, sure. so I think they go to him and they say, "Like, let's let's have you retire a jet. Let's make this right yeah. and keep let's the cap real, number yeah. low." Yeah, let's be real. We cannot keep you at nineteen million or whatever the fuck it is. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, but we'd love for you to be the centerpiece of our defense till you retire. Yep. But we got to pay you one million a year. How's that sound? Yeah, got it. Got to drop you. We, we gave you those buffer years. You got the the right. year off with the injury. You got the year off with the COVID, and now, right. now you now you're like, come on, let's give it back to us on this end of the contract. Yeah. Come on, dude. Right. Brian Bogan comes in, says, "I'm concerned they keep Ty and Bam gets claimed. Not going to happen. No shot. I would be very surprised if they kept Ty over Bam Knight. Like, oh yeah, I don't think so. They no they would send Robinson down." Like, if it had to be Carter, it would be Carter, Bam, and then Robinson. Or they would just cut Robinson outright. Because, I mean, it's really – they would just inactive, deactivate him or whatever. Because they just don't want him to get the yardage at this point. I think Robinson's the one that's kind of the odd man out. What do you think, Remy? Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I and I liked what you said earlier about that. It's one thing if he came out and he was looking like, you know, like he was about to explode – and it's it's worth it to have the pick go up another round. But if he's not, if he's just kind of, you know, dinking and dunking, clinking and clunking to the yardage, then why why do that, you know? That's why I see it. I think he's the odd man out in the in a situation like that, sure. Uh JMG says, "Can Joe Douglas sell Zach's 5 and 2 record to some sucker? I mean, team for a second and third round pick." I don't know if he can do it right now. I think he might have to go through like first off, if you were to trade him before the draft this year, it would be a $20 million cap hit instead of just holding on to him and having like a $9 million cap hit. So you you don't want to do that before the draft, but after the draft, after June 1st, you could trade him and it wouldn't be so detrimental on your cap that it could make sense. And if you trade him after fluffing his value up in the preseason, after saying, hey, look, he was five and two when he got pulled. He got pulled after two games against the best head coach of all time and Bill Belichick. Um, you know, he's looked good in the preseason. He needed some time off. He needs a change of scenery. It's clear that he, there, he's ha- having this Carson Wentz, Nick Foles-esque moment. Like, I think you can sell someone next year. He has to be on a team next year because then a team gets to see him play for them and then decide on his fifth-year option. And then I think he's valuable. I think that's a tradable asset. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? 
Yeah, that I was agree. good. I agree. With what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I worded that perfectly. Um, all right, Green Bean, uh, do we have all our qualifiers? We do. I'd like to get to... one more. If you guys haven't liked the stream, real quick, get it in so I can. Every twenty-five, I'm like, what is that? I'm uh, fourteen away from another qualifier. So if you guys, real quick, like the stream and we get a bunch of qualifiers, I can I can add you to the mix. Uh, if not, I'm good. I'm I'm all caught up. Here we Let's go. Let's see. All right, I'm just I'm jumping over to last week's stream. I'm going to give you some names. Uh, let's see, move this over here so I can actually read stuff. Oh, I had a good one in there last time. Let's see if I can find it again. <laughs> Meaty clackers. <laughs> hey, hold on. Meaty clackers. Meaty. M-E-A-T-Y clackers. That's great. What's a clacker, everybody? Anybody know? I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Um, let's go Patrick Durst. Patrick Durst. He He's from Switzerland. So I don't know. U-R-S-T? Is that how you spell it? Durst, Durst. I don't know. I've already scrolled past. Um, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's go Sam So Knight. S-A-M-S-O-N-I-T-E. Sam So Knight. Oh, I get it. Hey, man, if you say it fast, man, it comes out. Sam So Knight. I got it. <laughs> Uh, well let's do Mike Burner. I'm sorry, Mike Burner. Yeah, B E R N E R. But the first one was Mike. Mike. Got it. All right. And uh, I think I got one more. So let's do uh, let's do right. Wallet Butt. Wallet Butt. All right. Oh look, I got two more over here. Nice. Okay. Hurry up, get them in. This is the end. This is the end for the qualifiers. If you guys hit the like button, I can get more. All right, Nick Russo, you just snuck in. And I got one more, unless you guys keep going. Oh, look, they're going. This is good. Hold on. All right, we're getting nine more, and I get another one. Okay, nine more, hurry up. Uh, Jets gang, you just snuck in. And six more, seven more. Can we do it? Give it 15 seconds, Ryan. Let's see if we can do it. Hey, did you get oh, yeah. the poll answer? Did you do the poll answer yet? I'm, I'm going to change how we do this, too, because we can have a little fun because it's only two of us. Um, yeah. The poll question. So it's gotten better for Zach right now. As of 730 oh, yeah. votes, 77% say that Zach should never start another game this year. Uh, it was at 78 earlier. It was at 78 earlier when we were 200 votes earlier or 150 votes earlier. I'm one like away. Come on. Who are you? There it is. There okay, it is. Done. All right. Let's see who it is. Who's last? Who snuck in at the end here? Uh, Hi, you. I win. Hey, <laughs> I need one of these fucking shirts, Ryan. When am I going to take one? I got to send you a shirt. Yeah. 
I gotta come up with a new shirt. I haven't come up with a new shirt in a little while. I know. I got a good shirt idea. I'm gonna put out there soon for you guys for Christmas. I gotta, I gotta do it soon, right? Austin Powers, you are the last qualifier. All right. All right. Buddy, so here's I'm how ready. we're gonna do this. Rather than odds or evens, it's gonna be rock paper scissors shoot, and if I win. If I win, we eliminate the evens. If you win, we eliminate the odds. So I put little names under here. That's why it's evens odds. Gotcha. Okay. So we eliminate the one All right. of the winner. We got to do it right in front of the camera, though, so we can't cheat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you ready? Rock. Oh, so, so it's going to be rock, paper, scissors, throw. Got it. So on the fourth one coming down, yep. you're throwing. I'm with you, buddy. I got it. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! ah. The evens are gone. <laughs> so the evens are gone. My paper covers your rock. All Way right. To go. Tragic artist, you are out. Jets forever, you are out. Edward Stewart, who won five times tonight, you're out. Uh, Paris, you're out. Uh, Kelly McTavish, you're gone. Nicholas George the King, you are out. Meaty Clackers, sad to say, is gone. <laughs> Samsonite, you're out. Wallet Butt is gone. Uh, Jets Gang, you're gone. All right, we are good. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah oh, cut my paper. Evens. Got to do, do it. You got to do the thing. Okay. All right. So evens are gone. Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. TJ Decker, you're gone. Uh, Lewis Bethencourt, you are out. Phenom's out. Patrick Durst is gone. And Nick Russo is gone. We got one, two, three, four, five, six left. All right. Three. Uh -huh. Whoops. All right. This is getting confusing. Why don't I just do odds or evens? No, no. I'm with you, man. I'm good. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, you <laughs> covered my rock. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're, this is evens again, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I did Joe, it wrong the first time. That's all right. It's all right. It's all good. <laughs> Joe Campione, you're gone. Balls be hurting. You're out. Oh, no. And, yeah. Uh, and Austin Powers is gone. We got three. We're down to three. All right, chat. First number that pops up plus rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's a scissors. Okay, so. we'll call that scissors. So yeah, odds. Yeah, so odds right. plus whatever number came up. A five, odd and an odd is an even. So eliminate the even person on there. And then I think we got to uh, go again, yeah. right? Yeah, Amber Alert is done. We're down to New York. NYJ278 and Mike Burner. That's where Ooh, we are. Okay. So the first number after Eric Craig's number three, the second one. Um, plus whatever we get. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, damn it. Odds. Right, so plus 21. It's an even. All right. Mike Burner. Oh, wait. The, wait. The evens one? Yeah, because right. we, we added uh, 21 okay. to the odds. There it is. Totally. Okay. That's a weird way I, to do I that. Move quick. NYJ278. Uh, <laughs> you are the winner. Wait, let me see here. Let me make sure you're still here. NYJ. 
Yeah, you're still here. All right, man. NYJ, you win. Make sure you contact Ryan for your free T-shirt. Hell yeah. Congrats. Thank you so much for playing and hanging out with us. Greenbean, we have reached the end of our show. So I want to go over to you. How are you feeling about this upcoming game? Any last thoughts for our panel? (sighs) Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm really nervous. I think we can win, right? They don't have Von Miller. Uh, We get Fant back. There's some, you know, there's some ups and downs on both sides, but we can win. I'm really hoping that we do. I'd hate to lose two in a row, man, and make it after the bye three out of four. You know, we lost. That's an ugly way to start the second half. Um, But I feel good. I'm confident. I think we have, like, it's not like a, we're not, it's not a wish. Like, we can win this game. And we, and I think we're gonna. So that's my thing. I will say uh, 27-24 NY Jets. There you go. And I'll tell everybody, right after this, in about 25 minutes, we're going to go live on Green Bean Jets Fan for a little after-hours Jets Fest. We take it to the wee hours of the night, and we talk about all sorts of weird shit, including the Jets. But come on, hang out, Green Bean Jets Fan. I love it. Boys and girls. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a real important one. I'm going to be real disappointed, like Green Bean said, if we wind up dropping three of four games. Um, not really going to be sitting well. So, boys and girls, thank you so much. We will see you next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! <laughs>